Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of the All of You Whole podcast, hosted by me, Caroline Fossil, entrepreneur, wellness expert, author, and speaker. My goal is to help you build a healthy, connected, and intentional life that fulfills your greatest purpose. Go ahead and hit that pause button and then the plus button to subscribe to this show so you get more impactful content each and every week. We would also love it if you would leave a five-star rating and review. This helps people you and I don't even know find the show. And lastly, please share an episode you love with whoever you can. Sharing is caring, and that's how we continue to grow. And as always, I am forever grateful for your support. Today on the show, we welcome Laura Krasnodemski, and she is the creator of the Mind Muscle Motivator. I loved this conversation with Lauren about reclaiming your power and finding your purpose. Lauren is so cool. She's an attorney by day and a wellness guru by night, and she just really helps women who are busy and driven to step into their life with peace, passion, and purpose. And so it can be tough to get off the hamster wheel of our life and really look inward and think, what do I really want? What do I want to do with my life? What skills and passions do I have inside of me that could really help me figure out what my purpose is? So we talk through all of that today on the show. Be sure to check out Lauren at letsreclaimyourpower.com. And you can go to forward slash Ohio to check out her latest retreat. And that is coming up at the end of September. So soon. So if you're in the Ohio area or you love what you hear today and you want to join Lauren for a retreat, be sure to check that out. So thanks so much for listening. And without further ado, let's welcome Lauren to the show. Welcome to the show, Lauren. I'm so excited to chat with you today. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So first, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and who you are? Yeah. So my name is Lauren Krasadamski. I feel like my alter ego is the mind-muscle motivator. Yeah. And that's because I feel like our mindset is such a really important thing. There was a time in my life where I wasn't even making the connection between really what was going on here and what was going on with my body. Yeah. And your mind is a very powerful thing at the end of the day. And so is our body. And if we're not connecting the two, it can lead us to really bad places. Yeah, totally. No, I love that. So you are both an attorney and an author, speaker, coach through your business, Mind Muscle Motivator. So how did you switch from just being an attorney for a while to like deciding to launch this completely brand new path? Yeah, great questions. Like most people, you know, I kind of created a life that I thought I wanted, right? Like I got married, I had kids, I had a great paying job and we traveled and all that stuff. But something within me was just like, something's not right. Like something, I just don't feel fulfilled. I had a hunch that maybe like the job and like what I was doing, like I, at the end of the day, what it came down to is I didn't feel like what I was doing was actually helping people. And I think that if you Mm -hmm. find yourself in a job or even in your day to day, like if you're a stay at home mom, if that's not resonating with you, if you don't actually feel good about what you're doing, or it's not landing, something has to change, right? And so I came to the conclusion where I was so miserable. And unfortunately, this is true, I find with a lot of people where like, we have to hit rock bottom before we're willing to like make changes, which sucks. I don't know why that is. I know, seriously. (laughs) Because we can do little things to really help us change, live a more fulfilled life like your mission's about. And 
yeah, I hit that rock bottom where I was like, man, I'm willing to do anything to feel Mm. better. And I hired a life. Actually, no, it actually started my mom, who's like a psychic. No (laughs) way. Yeah. Took me to a passionate palmist. He was reading lines on my hands. And she's just asked me one question that really changed the trajectory of my life, which was, what are you passionate about? And at the time, Mm -hmm. I didn't have great coping mechanisms. I was drinking Mm -hmm. a lot for stress. And I was like, man, I don't know how to answer this. Yeah. (laughs) And I just kind of lost myself in establishing Mm -hmm. my life. And it sent me down an inward path of really trying to, I think a lot of us think we know ourselves, but at the end of the day, maybe not. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. That's crazy. And so that process of going inward, being at rock bottom, figuring out what was real with yourself, getting to know yourself, then you essentially were like, okay, everyone else needs this. Exactly. That's exactly how it happened where I was like, God, I felt like such like in a dark place. And then Mm. through this four-year journey that I went on, moving outside of my comfort zone, trying new things, hiring a life coach, starting yoga, all these things, paying attention to what my body was telling me because we're always being left signed. So we just don't pay attention to them or try to push through it or stay busy so we don't have to feel our feelings. There's so many different things. And I did a lot of those. And then when I came out of the dark side, I felt this lightness and freedom. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, God, I want other people to feel this. And I know if I felt like that, and now I feel like this, like I have to share these tools and modalities and what I've learned with other people. It was just like this calling that I had in me. This is it. I love it so much. Yeah. So as women, I feel like we are trying to do it all. I just saw the Barbie movie and America's like entire speech. Like as a woman, you have to do all of these things. I was like, girl, you get it. We do. And we can quickly and easily find ourselves just like on this hamster wheel. And like you were just saying, potentially we're doing something with our lives that we're either not passionate about or it was unintentional and we didn't want to do it in the first place. So how do we get off of that hamster wheel? Yeah, I think at first it's like a conversation with yourself, like being honest with yourself. I think it's hard, especially in my case, like I was taught to be grateful for what I have, right? Mm -hmm. And I was like, I was grateful for what I had, right? But you can still be grateful and not feel okay. And I think that's an important step to recognize because if you're not honest with yourself, you can't go anywhere. You can't make Mm -hmm. any type of progress, especially when a lot of what's happening sometimes is unconscious. I know fear was driving the reason why I went to law school, not because I was like, oh, I really love the law, but we don't put these two (laughs) things together. So really being honest with where you're at in your life is, I think, Mm -hmm. step one. I know for me, I was overworking like a ton, but what actually that really came down to is I was overworking because I cared so much about what other people thought of me, right? Mm -hmm. Like I didn't want to let them down. I didn't want to give them bad answers. It came back to me. So really figuring out like what's not working in your life. Mm -hmm. And what I did is I found that like some of the most simple shit is what sticks. So I, I always say like simple shit sticks, right? And if you can figure out what your patterns are like in your nature, that's like step one, right? Like what are you gravitating towards? What's catching your eye? I felt like I could never take a break yet. I was like constantly looking at vacation. It's what are you drawn to? Mm. It's not hard stuff, but we like make it complicated and we make it hard. 
No, we, yeah, we definitely overcomplicate. So what is the process like to help someone find their heart's desires and their life's purpose? This feels yeah. like a really big question. Yeah, that's a really big question. Let's start with just, hey, maybe you like are so used to doing the same thing over and over again and you just don't know what you like anymore. That was yeah. me, basically. I just mm. found myself drinking with my friends when I had free time and that's what I did, right? Yeah. Didn't love my answer when I was asked, what are you passionate about? Like right. drinking with my friends isn't exactly an answer I wanted to give. Yeah, But it was sure. the truth in that yes. moment. Yeah. And so I was like, what do I like? And I didn't even know. I didn't consider myself a creative person. I was so mm. analytical at that point. I could right. only see black and white. So just letting yourself try new things, like getting mm -hmm. outside of your comfort zone, that's step one, doing what you're gravitating towards. And then sometimes it doesn't make sense. For instance, I was in my attorney jobs and they would constantly be giving me personality tests. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and I, bet. I noticed I like loved the personality tests. I'm like, I was reading love the results. Them. Love them. And it's just like, why do I love this so much? I would want to know other people's answers. Yeah. You know, oh. It's so fitting now. Like it didn't make sense at the time, but I use them in my coaching business. I use them on my retreats. Like yeah. it's start. So it's like everything kind of funnels yeah. in and, and will start making sense. But you have mm. to actually follow what your gut is telling you, despite if your mind's telling you, I don't have time. It's just a lot of mental hurdles that you have to get over to actually really pursue what you're passionate about. Mm. And I really truly believe like your passions, your purpose, your peace finds you when you give it attention. And when you do yeah. that self discovery process, because if you would have put a gun to my head five years ago and said, what's your purpose here? And what fulfills you? I would freaking be dead. But it's yeah. like that inward journey with yourself, that inward discovery, that digging deep, those asking the hard questions of what does make me tick? What are my yeah. strengths? What do I care about? The self-discovery process will essentially allow your passions and purpose to find you, which is what I talk about in my book, Reclaiming Your Power. Yeah. No, I love that so much. One thing I love also, I mean, I don't do this really professionally, but like I love also helping people like brainstorm these kinds of things and what should you do with your life? And I love yeah. that so much. And one thing that I'll talk to whoever I'm talking to about is what did you love as a child? Yeah. Because I think yeah. that we really lose our inner child as we grow up, whether we're told it's not appropriate anymore or we were really shamed as a child or for whatever reason, or we feel like we need to mature and grow out of it or whatever. Mm -hmm. But sometimes that can be really enlightening because like how you spent your time as a child is probably a clue yeah. into things that you love. And like I, it's so funny, it's summertime right now. And I basically turn into a mermaid in the summer, okay? And it's funny because I think back to my childhood and we did swim team in the morning. It was yeah. probably 7, 8 a.m., like pretty early. My mom would join us after swim team and we would legitimately stay at the pool. Like we would pack a lunch, we'd grab pizza at the food bar for dinner and we would close the place down. And this was yeah. like daily, okay? <laughs> and we had a houseboat, we were on the lake all the time. So like water, I'm not like super into astrology, but water is in my chart somewhere. Water is just my thing. And so now as a mom, like I embrace it. Like I wanna go to the pool and I yeah. wanna like find a lake. And so that's not necessarily what I'm gonna do with my life, but it's a key into like things that bring me joy. Because it is 100%. like, a lot of this is about like finding something that you can do with your life that fulfills you. But I also think that a part of it is just like 
let's be joyful people let's do things that we love unapologetically yeah my first life coach told me your job is not your purpose and that really landed with me because I was like, I think I was trying to find a job that like was my purpose. But then mm. to your point, I realized, wow, my job is like to spread light and love to people no matter what I'm doing. Right. And in order yeah. to do that, I have to feel joyful and like content with mm. what I'm doing and it gives back out. Right. So yeah. to your point, you have to figure out what brings you that like light within you that mm. all of us have. Yeah. But if you're consistently doing things that drain you. Well, guess what? You're not probably going to be giving out any bright light. <laughs> Just darkness. Yeah. yeah, that's so true. And another thing that made me think of is one day I was talking to my best friend and I was talking about this like insane pressure that I have felt legitimately most of my life to help more people reach the masses, help more people. And now I'm geared towards healing and wholeness, but I always just felt like I was going to help a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And I was talking about this pressure that I feel, and she was asking me, because I was expressing like, it's never enough. Like yes. I've never reached enough people. And she's like, how many views do you think you have like on Pinterest over the course of the 10 years you've been doing this? And I was like, tens, hundreds of millions? Like, Oh a ton, God. right? Like yeah. how many people have been to your website? Millions? How many people like, and I was just yeah. like, oh yeah, so that's a lot. And she's like, okay, Caroline, I need you to know that I have literally never in my life, not one single time had that thought. I need to reach the masses. And so yeah. I do think, so that helped me take some of the pressure off. But also mm -hmm. I do think that we have these innate thoughts and it's in there somewhere. And I do think that while I don't need to put this like unnecessary pressure on myself, it also is a key to like, I am doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Yes. Like I have this thought, I think from God, that's help more people heal, you know? Yes. And I think that kind of like, I don't necessarily know that we all have a sentence like that, but yes. I do think that like you're saying, this is inside of us somewhere. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I feel we're each put on earth with a God-given mission, and that looks different for each one of us. Yours is helping the masses. I feel like I have a similar mission of wanting to help as many women as I can reclaim their power, right? Yeah. Whatever that looks like for them. Like my husband, I don't think he feels that, right? And that's okay. His is to have healthy and happy kids, and he's just very much in the home. So it's, I feel like what his mission is. Yeah. Not one mission is better than the other. It's what resonates with your soul. And I think that's what is missing so much in our society. People mm. don't even know what they want. And when yeah. you don't know what you want, how do you get there? So to gain that clarity yeah. about yourself of what resonates with your soul, move from there. Yeah, no, that's so good. So I'm curious if you think that everybody has one purpose and they have to find that one thing. Or do you feel like... We all have a bunch of things that could bring us joy, benefit the world. You know what I mean? Do we have like a destiny or do you not think that? So I think a lot of us can be multi-passionate. Yeah. We have lots of passions that bring us joy, that light mm. us up. Yeah. Some of that you don't even know that you have within you. That mm. was true for me. I didn't, I hated writing. And until I worked through huh. a lot of like my imposter syndrome and yeah. just different things, like then I started to really appreciate, wow, I love writing. As far as our 
do we have one purpose? I truly believe like we're all walking each other home. So if mm. you can be an instrument of divine light and love, like we all have that in us, right? And yeah. at, at the end of the day, I think that's every one of our missions, yeah. right? And however we do that, that aligns with our soul contract, mm. then that's what we do, right? So whatever mm. that spreading light and love looks like for us, yeah. that's our soul contract. Oh, I love that. I've never heard the term soul contract. What does that oh. mean? Just like our purpose, like why we mm-hmm. why why we were put on this earth, you know? Yeah, love it so much. Okay, so you talk a lot about reclaiming your power. It's your yeah. book. It's, it's your yeah. vibe. That's your whole thing. Yeah. So I want to know, what does the word power mean to you? I think there's a lot of power in pause, quite honestly. Mm-hmm. I think when we think of power, when I do workshops and stuff, we think mm-hmm. of, it's a very masculine term, right? Yeah. But I think that power, there's so much femininity in power as well, Mm. like sitting with yourself, saying no when it doesn't feel right. Mm. Like that's power, right? Owning your boundaries, knowing what your boundaries are. Yeah. And it's making the time for yourself because Mm -hmm. we've been ingrained to feel like that's selfish, that there isn't time for that. Right. And so working through those things to own your power and stand in it. What is it that I want? Asking the hard questions. So yeah. not just the masculinity side of the action and the go and the do, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but more of the softer side too, and really mm-hmm. mirroring the two together. No, I love that so much. So your brand is called Mind Muscle Motivator. And we talked about this a tiny bit at the beginning, but I want to know how do you feel like the mind really plays a role in this whole process that you help facilitate? thoughts create feelings. Yeah, it's crazy. (laughs) And feelings affect your actions, right? So I'll give you a great example. When I was writing my book, I was given a very tight deadline. And I was it was the pandemic, I have two small children, right? I'm working full time. And I was like, there is absolutely no way that I can do this. Mm. Right. And I quickly realized the story that I was telling myself. And so I was like, I need to switch this up to I'm going to try the best that I can Mm. to do this. Yeah. And I just kept saying this. I can do this. I can. And yeah. I had like a mantra on my desk that I would look at every day because if I'm going to continue to tell myself that I can't do it, guess what's going to happen? I'm going to find every reason why I can't do right. it. Right. For sure. And so it's just, it really affects our feelings. It really affects how we show up in life. Yeah. And to be quite honest, I was very unconscious about what was even going on, like the mental chatter that was even going on upstairs Mm. for a while. And it feels silly to say that, like that I wasn't paying attention to what was my thoughts were. So many people don't. Yeah. It's spend a day. I just wrote down like all the thoughts that I had one day and I was like, whoa. (laughs) Yeah. You know, like a little scary, right? Right. Uh, Sometimes. And not to say like, I'm not a big believer of like toxic positivity at all. But I do think like the way you speak to yourself Mm. and the dialogue that's going up on upstairs can really affect how you feel and how you show up in life. No, I think that's so true. And I saw something recently that said your brain wants to prove yourself right. So if you're saying to yourself, I can't do this, I can't do this, I can't do this, you're like your whole being is like, okay, we want you to be right. So let's not do it. You're right. right? right. So, and so I think it's cool. Like I have so many friends who will write letters or Donald Miller writes his obituary pretty mm-hmm. frequently. And like, yes. this is what he did. And I have another friend, Danica, who will write, like she basically writes about herself and like mm-hmm. the futuristic things that yeah. she will accomplish. And so yeah. I just think, yeah, I think 
our minds want to make things happen and want to prove ourselves right. And yeah, how we speak to ourselves is pretty, yeah, it's pretty important. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So when we're talking about this process of reclaiming your power, finding your peace and your purpose, when you've walked someone, whether it's like a one-on-one client or at a retreat, walk us through, like paint a picture for us of what does it look when someone has gotten to the end of this process? Like they are truly peaceful. They are (laughs) truly fulfilled. Whether that's like yourself or a client, like what does that really truly look like? I think it's different for different people. I would hope at the very least they figure out what their what kind of lights them up, what grounds mm-hmm. them, what yeah. brings them energy. I know for a lot of the women, they had a lot of aha moments of, mm-hmm. oh, this is what I need to stop doing or that type of thing and are clear on the direction that they're headed. Yeah, I created mindfulness cards. I just keep them on my desk, but yeah. I shuffle them every day, you know, as like, nice reminders to continue to take aligned action with what feels right for you. And that just positive reinforcement in your life Mm. to keep you on the right track. Yeah, no, I think that's so important because I think I heard a pastor say once that you're where you will go somewhere. You will go somewhere in your life. And it's almost like you're on one of those things at the airport where you stand on it and it takes you somewhere. Yeah. You either decide the end of that path and you go on that path or you don't decide and it's going to take you somewhere. You are going somewhere. And I like that in terms of really just being intentional about where you're going in your life in terms of, yeah, your purpose, what you want to do, the legacy you want to leave, but also knowing that helps you work backwards, right? You're not going to be a New York Times bestselling author if you don't set that as a goal and then work backwards from there. There's a million steps to get there. And so, yeah, I think really, like you're saying, like the figuring out, but then also the working backwards to have some like tangible action steps. A hundred percent. I mean, the clarity is key because for a while there, I'm like, I don't know what I'm passionate about. How am I supposed to figure out what to do? Like when you don't have that end goal, it's hard to work towards something, right? right? Yeah. But I think moving past your comfort zone, trying things outside of your norm, because I think there you find things like beyond your wildest imagination. I know I did. And I've seen other people yeah. It too. I just feel like there's so much that lives within each of us that we've yeah. not even tapped into or don't even know it's there. Like I always tell people, we all have gems within us. Like yeah. you might know what your gems are and they might not be shining as sparkly or you yeah. might not like me know they're even in you. Yeah. And then you're like, whoa, where did this come from? I'm I sure. never foresaw myself writing a book. I never foresaw myself running retreats, helping women in this manner. And you just never know. But if you invest in yourself, Warren Buffett says the best investment you can make is in yourself. And I think it's really true, but it sounds so selfish. But when you're vibrating at such a high space Mm -hmm. and you naturally, your your cup is just so full, you naturally just want to give back to others. And it's just a natural flow. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So find your joy. (laughs) Find your joy. Find your peace, your purpose. Okay. So tell us how people can work with you in this capacity. So you offer one-on-one coaching. You're bookable for speaking and retreats and all that. Yeah. I would say I'm not doing as much coaching anymore. I am really focusing on like creating content, the writing aspect, and the retreats are really how I've 
want to give back to the world, just taking people out of their day to day and showing them what's possible for them. And so much can happen. Like when we take the time, like a significant chunk of time and really focus in, I feel like I can see that being like an incubator for everything that you want to happen. (laughs) Yeah. A lot of shifts and like in this kind of short period of time. Okay. So tell us about your next retreat in Ohio. Yeah, so our next retreat is in Sandusky, Ohio, which is on the water. I am also a mermaid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Boats, all the things, water, yes, waterfalls, creeks, yes. anything. All the things. Put me by. Yeah, same. <laughs> First one in the water at all times. Yeah, so water is going to always be a part of my retreats. Starting in February, I think we're going to go to either Tulum or the Dominican Republic. I'm an aerial yoga teacher on the side and a sound bowl <gasps> healer. So I do those at the retreats. Yeah. I'm so excited. So listen to this. (laughs) Fun fact. My kids this week are in an aerial camp in Denver. And so they are learning these four skills. They're learning the two silks. They're learning the hammock silk. They're learning trapeze. And then whatever the hoop is called. Yes. Oh my God. So they're doing those four skills. Like they're basically in circus camp and I love it. And it's so cute because- our kids have a ninja line installed like into the beams of their room. It's insane. And we did this before COVID because COVID hit and we were like, what are we yeah. going to do? What are our kids right. going to do? I yeah. don't know. So we got this ninja line installed it into their room. And so literally yesterday they came home from camp and they were like, we have decided we are going to put our money together and we are going to buy an aerial silk hammock. And I was like, okay. So it was like 50 bucks. They used yeah. their own money and I was like, yes, oh I don't have to buy this for them. So anyway, it comes today. Thanks, Amazon. And they are like into it. So I love that you do that. And I'm like, you better believe that I'm going to be in there doing it too. I, it's very- It's super should. fun. Yeah. Yes. Okay, cool. So we've got Ohio is soon. Ohio's in the end of September. So soon. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then I'll be offering, if you go to letsreclaimyourpower.com, You'll be able to find all the things and all the future retreats to Loom. Oh, what a wonderful wellness spot. I love it so much. Okay. So let me ask you the question that I ask everybody at the end of the show. So when you're at the end of your life and you're looking back, what does a successful life look like to you? I think successful life is being at peace with yourself, Mm -hmm. honestly, and giving that kind of peaceful yet energized spirit back to others like Mm. making others feel at peace and making others feel like loved and cared for. Yes, I fully agree. Love it so much. Thank you so much for being here, Lauren, and I'm sure we'll chat soon. Yes, thanks for having me. Lauren, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us today. Listeners, if you want more from Lauren, be sure to check out her website, letsreclaimyourpower.com. Remember to go to forward slash Ohio if you want to join her for that retreat at the end of September in Ohio. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you next week.